Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. A bit of a one sport special for you this week. My name is Tony Kerr and alongside me is Gareth DePrevo. Hi, Tony. Hey, Gareth. Great to see you. Um, As I say, one sport special. We're talking golf today because it is a bit of a boom time for junior golf in the island. We wanted to get into it a bit more in terms of um, yeah, just what that sort of junior golf scene is looking like at the moment and why it's producing seemingly um, such an abundance of young talent. Yeah, they, they seem to have sort of hit upon a winning formula in, the, in recent years, Tony. There's, um, I think in the past it was perhaps a case of sort of like the clubs would do their own thing. I mean, we've got obviously um, uh, the Royal Guernsey up at Landcrest. We've got Grand Mar. There's also um, St. Pierre Park. But um, they seem to have sort of come into a cohesive unit now and um, under the watchful eyes of, of many different people, the coaches obviously over here, as well as um, guys like Jeff Troop, who puts in a lot of efforts, and Mick Marley, um, who's obviously... A, a, a multiple island champion um, but there's, there's almost too many to mention certainly um, Andre Austin helps a lot as well in what he does um, but they've put together like a program for the juniors where they get the coaching um, they get tournament play at the different courses over here they've got the uh, Ray Low order of merit which is working really well it seems over the last couple of years so um, it's, it's, it's got a, a really good pathway now for the junior golfers and um, Obviously, the, the COVID issue didn't help in terms of getting away. I know it'd be great to be able to take the, the kids away and play at different events. Certainly, sort of Guernsey and the Channel Islands are part of the Hampshire County in, in golf. Um, so they can go away and play in those championships. Hopefully, they'll be able to get much more, many more chances of that this summer now that um, travel restrictions have eased up. But just generally, the junior golf scene is really flourishing now from a scene which perhaps five, six years ago was looking pretty pretty poor to be honest but um, it's really um, sprouted some great roots and um, it's, it's producing some really fine young golfers who uh, it's very much onwards and upwards for them. Yeah you talk about the pathway there Gareth definitely a pathway that's bearing fruit not least in young Ollie Chedham who won our performance of the year award last year really impressive uh, young man a really impressive young sportsman uh, he came in alongside Andre Austin who you mentioned um, he's involved in the junior setup uh, and Phil Sykes coach at the Royal Guernsey. Um, yeah, they came in um, for a bit of a wide-ranging chat. So, uh, yeah, here it is. Enjoy. Andre, Phil, Ollie, welcome to the pod. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see you all. Um, I mean, first of all, let's just get a bit of a scene set. Um, uh, um, I mean, perhaps in a moment we'll come on to Ollie's exploits because, uh, yeah, Ollie, you've very much been sort of leading the way in the last couple of years. Um, but, but Andre, just give us a, a sense of... of what your sort of involvement in local golf has been over the last couple of years and and um and sort of why you're involved i suppose i've probably been involved because of the usual sort of dad thing in golf i think it's how i got involved i got asked by phil sykes to get involved with the junior committee at um at royal guernsey uh and then just really from then it's just i don't know just kind of a bit crazy really um i help out with the sort of press and promotion of, of junior golf and latterly, I've been involved more at sort of island level as well. There's a group of volunteers just sort of helping put things together behind the scenes. So, you know, there's a lot happening at the moment. Obviously, the headlines, the guys are making the, and the girls are making the headlines regularly. Um, well, I suppose the big announcement, there are now 11 juniors in Hampshire County squads and development squads, which is really quite extraordinary and testament to... A lot of hard work of you know the guys and girls themselves but a lot of people like phil and the coaches around the island uh, so there's a real buzz around junior golf at the moment and i think people are recognizing that and it's looking really good for the future 
yeah, and Phil, you've been coaching golf in Guernsey for a number of years. Uh, to hear that stat, 11 juniors involved in, in the Hampshire setup, um, just put that into to context for us. Well, if you imagine how many people play golf on the island, if you imagine how many juniors there are that play golf on the island, we're 5% of probably the total actual handicapped golfers are part of the county scene, which is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Has that kind of not happened overnight, obviously, in terms of hard work, but that's kind of shot up in the last year or two, hasn't it? Yeah, I think the big thing is everybody's working together now. You know, there's, you know, Andre's been phenomenal with, um, you know, promoting the game. We've got various people, Jeff Troop, who's doing the island stuff. He's put a heck of a lot of effort in. Like Andre said, the coaches are all getting on board with supporting these youngsters. And it's not, it's not just where we're at with Ollie now, it's... There's, there's another group coming through as well, which has always been a problem where you often get gaps. I think, touch wood, I think we've filled these gaps for quite a few years. And if we can keep pressing the same way and working together, then golf's in a good place. Yeah, for, for you, Ollie, um, obviously you've been uh, right at the forefront of things in the last couple of years. You made your senior interinsular debut and did very well in Jersey last year. Um, do you get a sense that there's a, quite a few good kids coming up behind you as well? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the work that's going on around, like Andre and Phil have said, thanks to everyone sort of helping out, you can see that, you know, there is no gap. Everybody's coming through together, which is nice. With everyone around the golf club practising is paying off. You know, you can see in competitions, it's not that everybody who's winning it is the same every week. You know, there's a varied mix of people winning and then handicaps are coming down which is really what you want to see for people getting into county teams and yeah and in terms of that county honour um, of, of getting Hampshire representation for a young golfer you know for you sort of starting out and kind of progressing through the ranks how, how big a sort of milestone is that yeah I mean getting asked to play for your county is one of the best things you can be asked as a junior really you know playing for especially being in Guernsey going away to travel to play with your county feels like quite a special thing, really. Um, getting to wear their colours, as well as being able to wear your island's colours, is uh, it's a nice thing, for sure. Andre, like a few years ago, it, it, golf was maybe on a bit of a precipice. Is that, is that too strong a term? I mean, uh, things were, were looking pretty stark locally, but I mean, it seems to have turned around pretty much 180. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't in a particularly great place, and Phil probably alluded to it before that, the clubs now working together and uh, I think the common interest is and I think this is probably the same for any sport uh, you know there are always lessons to be learned but once you get the idea that it's all about the kids all about the children and you put them first um, things like the sort of clubs and own personal interests put those aside and focusing on that and Jeff Troop as you mentioned did a fantastic job starting the Raylo uh, tour behind the scenes with that so it meant that the kids were playing on all the different golf courses, uh, you know, there's real sort of purpose behind that. I think for me, the culture of golf's really changed as well. With these juniors coming through, if you, Ollie's a great example, you know, comfortable now with the media on TV, saw him obviously at the interinter and stuff, suddenly got a camera thrust in front of his face and very comfortable with that. People know who you are. So he's obviously flying the flag, you know, the McKenna boys as well and the other people coming through. The great news today that Chloe Godion, who's 14, uh, has just made the Hampshire performance team. So that's an exclusive for you on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic because she's a great role model. We'd love to see more uh, girls playing golf, but 
you know, I think when you're around the juniors, you see how they carry themselves. Um, you know, by the very nature of golf, to get better, you have to play an adult competition. And they're just great company. They're great to be around. They're well-mannered. Um, and I think, Phil, it's just, they're just an absolute pleasure to sort of be around. And the example they set... Totally agree. Um, the, the work you know, ethic... ...is fantastic. Yeah. And what, what's really nice is, you know, the, these guys... You know they're also putting a little bit back into the younger ones. So when there's various things being organised, be it club level or at the Holland level with Jeff Troop, you know these guys have turned up and supported. And so the little ones are oh okay. Then they recognise the face of these people through you know the media. All of a sudden there's an aspirational thing going on. I remember when I first came back to the island, and I was chatting to a young junior who still plays golf, and I happened to mention one of the island players at the time that had just made the final of the um, Guernsey Championships. He did not know who this guy was. But if you've asked that same question now, some of these younger guys would know who Ollie is, Rory, Connor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's quite important because it, it creates that longevity of the sport that people are climbing and following. And it just means Ollie's got to be more on his toes because these guys and girls are going to catch him up. <laughs> That's been quite a big thing that sort of Ollie mentioned to me at the end of last season when we were talking about his achievements, what have you, that um, just having the likes of, say, Rory, um, uh, Tanner, Connor, the, the, the juniors like that, they actually help push each other on. There's, there's the friendly rivalry, but it's also competitive. And it's just when you see sort of Ollie's handicap and Rory getting down to scratch and what have you, that just like you said, it must be a great fillip for these um, lads and lasses to sort of just improve their game and just keep wanting to turn up on, on, on the weekends and the evenings and what have you. To give you an idea, we, with uh, some of the women's golf, the adult women's golf that we're doing, we had um, an annual dinner and we brought um, via Zoom a friend of mine, a Swedish coach who is the Olympic national coach. And we were having a chat the night before and we were talking about junior golf and girls in golf and I told her how many juniors we'd got and how many at the time were looking at county, etc. And she actually said the percentage relative to the size of the island was way above what one would expect. You know, so when they're out in Sweden, they're looking at each commune, as it's called, each county, right? How many come there? How many come there? So, yeah, the whole thing, touch wood, if it keeps going, is going the right way across the board, right? You talk about the cultural change, Andre. In terms of sort of perception to perhaps parents more than the kids, perhaps, um, I mean, certainly when I was growing up, I'd suggest that we saw golf as perhaps an expensive sport to get into. I mean, is, th is that something you're having to sort of like um, explain to parents or kids that it, it doesn't have to be? I mean, have you had difficulties over the years in sort of getting that across? It's interesting one, that, because people do, you know, assume it is an expensive sport, but without boring with the maths, if you actually divide the amount of hours that a person spends on a golf course and on a driving range and what the whole kit has cost per hour, it's actually not too expensive. It's not an hour football match or a netball or whatever, you know. But there are ways with some of the younger ones that we've supported um, some of these children with kit and aid and, you know, various discounts they get through the club and free coaching and things. So I would say that the subs, I mean, the subs are staggered, um, at, you know, for example, at, at Royal Guernsey and... Yeah, I think the grandma as well. Uh, so it actually, the subs are less than football clubs. Mm. You know, that's the kind of example. And uh, things like the Raylo have provided equipment, so equipment's available for free. 
golf in schools is is a big thing now uh, you know part of the curriculum um, we've seen success going into kind of primary schools you know with the help again of charity and the sports commission uh, I had a really uh, I met with uh, Jeremy Frith recently he was telling me I think the school inspectors were over and they saw golf uh, in the school and they went what's 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 going on here is golf that's an elitist sport and he went well no it's free um, all the coaching's free all the equipment's provided and they were blown away but what it's doing is introducing it to a whole new generation. And as we know, on this sporting island, um, the thing that I love about it is golf complements so many other sports. And, and golf is, it's a cliche, isn't it? But golf is for life as well. Yeah. And we have, we see it in other sports. My son, for example, plays a whole number of sports. You know, he loves golf. And the best thing I find with golf co- coaches across the island Phil's a great example and all the other guys at the different clubs is they are with their pupils and they're, they're constantly saying, keep them involved in other sports because they know that invariably they will come back to golf. We had this conversation, yeah. you know, what, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And look now, you know, from your personal perspective with Tanner, he's back into it 100%. You know, you can yeah, and it's always going to be there for them. That's a, it is definitely a, a sport for life. And a, for me, seeing in schools now and seeing people have access to it and seeing that it's free in uh, schools... You know, if you're captured, it's not about, you know, it's great that we've got these, we've got a boom time, we've got these great players, but actually seeing more people have access to it, um, you don't have to be a top player, you've just got to enjoy it and get out there and if they if they happen to go and join the clubs and enjoy it, then that's even better. Do you think it helps sort of at a, a junior level that um, it, it is an individual sport? I mean, kids basically you can turn up, you get a club in your hand, you get to hit the ball. I mean, you could perhaps turn up to a football game and never get a touch if you're not one of the better kids yeah. they might not pass you the ball in golf you turn up and you're always going to be involved it's true isn't it well, yeah. football's a classic example the dropout rates are hideous aren't they when you get to sort of 15 16 even 18 yeah. um, but golf like I said it will always be there and it is literally open to everyone it's accessible to uh, to everyone uh, and that's what we're trying to sort of promote uh, you know, across the board. You're going to be a world beater to to play this sport. You can play. You, you know, there aren't many golf. Uh, sorry, many sports where you know, only as good a player is, he's going to turn up and have a game against Tiger Woods. Who's going to win? I, I'll go for Ollie, I think. At the moment. <laughs> I, I, I'm current form. Yeah, it could be close, but Tiger might just nip it. But with the handicap system, mm. you know, you can play an equal level. For you, Ollie, what what sort of lit the spark for golf? Can you remember the, the sort of moment that it kind of clicked? Golf's really been the only other sport I've played, but I think that's probably because of how, you know, you can play so many other sports around it, but also if you want to really focus on it, you can put a lot of time to it, but then make room for other stuff around it. But I think, you know, I enjoyed focusing on it and practising as hard as I could at it and really just trying to perfect my game to the best I could, really. Can I just jump in on that? Because that... It's the one thing with with this one is the amount of hours he's hit golf balls. I remember when he started and he would come along in the groups and he'd be hitting balls and, you know, just you'd be talking to them and then he'd be straight back and hit, hit, hit and then he'd get into himself and then you won one of the first little junior models when you were a wee one. But that wasn't it. Then he'd be the only one down at five, six o'clock at night when you got the floodlights on, hitting balls, one in a lesson. And you need that effort at that early stage if you're going to get to where he's at and you still put that time in don't you 
Yeah. Ball, ball, ball. Non constantly just hitting golf balls hitting. And and without that, it doesn't matter how good you are naturally and how well focused you are, you know, from a mental perspective, you, you've got to have that hand eye coordination that just comes through hitting golf balls and golf balls and golf balls. I don't even think how much your dad spends a week on golf balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is a cheap sport because you get discount as junior golfer. <laughs> But just to pick up on something Phil said to ask you, Ollie, um, in terms of sort of like being able to play, even at sort of a young age, I think probably 13, 14, you might have been playing up against the island's best players. I mean, what is that like for, for a junior, a youngster, to actually sort of get to tee up alongside the likes of Danny Blondel, who's been Ireland champion umpteen times? I think probably at first it's quite intimidating, really. I think only in the last few years I've got to know a lot of the island players, but... It's nice when you get to know them and sort of get in that group of people that you know them, especially I think this year being in the Interinsula, you sort of, you got to know them because you bonded with them months before the game. And then when you got to the weekend, you got to know them and it was nice being with them. And then when you just see them now, it's, all, it's just normal. And I think at first it can be quite scary, but actually you realise there's nothing to worry about because you're all there playing golf for the same reason because you enjoy it. And just whoever wins. On the day I was going to say you got used to beating him these days, haven't you? <laughs> you beat him a couple of times last summer. Yeah, I beat him at the Grand Mar, which was nice, but I've got to keep an eye out because uh, I'm sure he'll be coming for me again. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the pages of the Guernsey Press um, pretty constantly last summer. It seemed like achievement after achievement and, and kind of new best score after new best score. Um, but an exciting year ahead for you, Ollie. You were supposed to be heading to Spain um, this month for a big European tournament. Um, that's now been delayed towards the end of the year. But just, just tell us what that's all about and, and how you got involved. Um, so what I was meant to have in February was the junior European finals week, which is where all of the year previously so in 2021 they did I think it was something like 50 qualifiers all over the UK and in Europe as well and you basically play just 18 holes medal and the top two scratch qualify on the day but it can sometimes go down to third or fourth place which I was lucky because I played when we went away in October I played two courses um, one in Swindon and missed out by a couple of shots and then played again in Ling at Ling Lingfield Park and I thought I'd missed out by a shot and qualifying, but then got home and received the letter saying I qualified. So uh, it was quite a nice feeling. And then you go over to Spain, which is meant to be every year in February, and you play four rounds of golf. So it's on two golf courses, you play twice on each course, and then there's a cut on the Thursday night. And then on the Friday, the top, I think it's the top 30 go through and play out for the final on Friday to see who's the winner. And some big names have played in it in the past. It's televised on Sky Sports, uh, sort of European tour kind of event, I think, uh, uh, you know, junior sort of um, level event. Um, obviously, now it's been pushed back to the end of the year. Presumably, it's still going to be the, the sort of focus of the year, the focus of a year. I mean, is it something that actually that could sort of play into your favour? You'll obviously be coming in off the back of a, a summer of presumably playing a lot of golf. Yeah, I mean, I think when the decision was made, obviously, it was quite disappointing, but I thought to myself, it gives me now a whole summer to obviously try and play my best golf in the summer, but then I've also got another competition to try and finish the season off on a high with, which you've just got to keep working towards now. So can't can't take my foot off the pedal now. But you've got quite a programme of events, haven't you, coming up off the island. I think that was a frustration last year. However well uh, Ollie did, which you know, spectacular results and you know the interinsula. You know, I think you were really desperate to get away, weren't you? And, yeah, definitely. And I suppose for us watching on the sidelines and probably Phil as a coach and all those people, 
Um, we just really want to see him, you know, get away, play against better players. So I think you've got quite a lot planned for next year as well. Haven't you? Yeah. So in um, starting in April, we're going to Hampshire to play in a few events. Uh, the Hampshire Hog. So it's a 36 holer at Blackmore on the Saturday, and then 36 holes at Northampton on the Sunday, which is a uh, quite a big county event. Which Justin Rose has won before. I think Math- Matthew Fitzpatrick's won as well. So it's quite high profile. I think as well, a few years ago, we took um, a development group to um, the World Kids Championships, didn't we? In yeah. which you went. Yeah. And that was your first sort of expedition overseas and playing. But you got onto the leaderboard, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I forget what position you finished, but it just made me recognise, actually, he's this, yeah, he's got it. And you've proved that you, you have got it. Even now you're an old man at 17. <laughs> 16. <laughs> Who wins the matchups between you and your dad these days, though? He's given quite a few shots, and he's sadly beat me in Winter League the other week, which I wasn't very happy about. But we keep that one quiet. <laughs> yeah, cut that one in. <laughs> um, just um, sticking to that sort of similar point, in terms of the rest of the junior development and what have you, uh, has COVID had a big impact on sort of the, the local sort of ranks? I think, if I jump in, I think it's not just golf, it's all sports, you know. My family, one of my offspring, they've, they've missed that big gap. And you speak to parents in football and, and you know, cricket, everything. There is just a massive void that you're not going to get back. But it doesn't mean that, all right, you've maybe lost two years. But, you know, some some players peak at 21. Some people peak at 23 or wherever it may be. You've just got to say, right, and I've said this to a few people. OK, so you've missed a couple of years. But you're now starting again, you just pick up where you left off, you just find what tournaments, what coaching facilities and opportunities there, and then you just go from there. You know, so, you know, Ollie could potentially have been playing in the, well, England boys for sure. So he's, he's missed that little bit, but that doesn't mean that they'll not know who he is. He'll, he'll still get flagged up and be in the Colts or whatever it is if he keeps shooting the scores that he needs to do. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's been a challenging time for everybody, hasn't it? It's not not just the golf, unfortunately. Um, we, I mean, we can't wait to get the juniors off the island. Obviously, uh, a number of them are going to have their first taste of county. But there's a really, I mean, if you look at the number of junior golf tournaments that opens in the UK, and there's obviously the Hampshire circuit, but the other ones as well. And what we know is that they travel well. Um, when you know the McKenna boys had been across previously, you know they're established Hampshire players now well-respected. Ollie then came into the frame, James Troop in the last sort of year or so. And, you know, we play on a golf course where the wind blows more often than not. Um, and we create good ball strikers. And when they go away and play on good courses and there's less wind, I think, Ollie, you've you, you, you said this before, you rock up and you've got the nerves, uh, you know, being surrounded by what you think might be these sort of top, top players. And all of a sudden they're kind of looking at you uh, so it's going to be really great to take more of these players across and get them exposed to these events um, and just show how good they are and then make them realise that actually, hang on a sec, we, we can hold our own here and and then some and really sort of um, push on and, and become top players within the county, not just members of a squad or a development and squad. I think Rory's already shown that, hasn't he, in Connor, of where, where they're at since they've been involved. Well, Rory's a... I mean... I. Rory, I thought, was very unlucky not to, to get the pick for the Intrincher last year. You know, that's um, and you know that's a matter of opinion and, and, and everything else. But, uh, 
you know, his track record at County is very, very good. You know, he went on some run, uh, you know, unbeaten. And the quality of some of the players you're coming across, you've got England, you know, internationals and England regional players who with respect are better than some of the players you're going to be coming up against in an interinsular. So, uh, you know, you can't underestimate the quality that these guys are up against. The, the level of some players now, junior players in the UK, see some of the big tournaments, you've got, you've got players off plus five, plus six even as well. It's just absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing. And the girls as well. The quality of the girls coming through is extraordinary. And that's why it's going to be so good for Chloe to go across. Um, because, you know, she really needs... Phil, I mean, as, as a coach, you know better than me, but um, that's going to be opening a whole new world to her. They've all got it, you know, the potential and, and the, the ability to fulfil that potential. And as you said, it's just a case of them getting off there off the island, standing around and playing around with other, you know, equal or slightly better players and then suddenly realising, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm as good as this lot. I can do it. You, you know you can do it. You've done it before. And, you know, there isn't anybody in that group that are going off to Hampshire that I would put a question mark against. I think they've all got something about them. Whatever level and speed they develop at, I think they've all got the potential to get up there and show face and do quite well in some of the tournaments. Uh, and Ollie, I mean, you do some, uh, you, you do well to replicate the progress you made last year. Um, but have you got a target in mind for 2022? Um, I mean, obviously, you raised some eyebrows with with the score, you, you know, the, the handicap you managed to get to last year. Um, is the ambition to, to take that on another step? I've always said, I think. Obviously, because last year of COVID, I think this year's priority is just to get away and play as much as I can. And then sort of handicap-wise, it would be amazing to just sort of keep it around that region. If anything, it can go a little bit lower, that would be nice, but that's just a bonus, really. But just really trying to expose myself to even better quality of golf around England that maybe I've never experienced before and just throw myself in the deep end, really, because I think that's where I'd like to see my game and see how the better players and where I can learn from them and what, what more can I take on board really and just play more events and just to finish off guys I must sort of talk in hopefully fingers crossed all the entrances will be back sort of come the end of the year fingers crossed um, would I be right in thinking probably come September talking the men's senior side and the ladies senior side we'd probably be looking at at least a quarter sort of from the junior ranks now I reckon ish if you've got the likes of Ollie, Rory, the Chloe's, and people like that. Um, I'll, I'll let Andre answer well, that well, I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to ask you who's <laughs> going to get in, but considering where we were in sort of junior golf, say, 10 years ago, or a bit less than 10 years ago, to have even anywhere near that number in consideration must be just a great fillet for you guys. The reality is those players were around at that time that you just said, but the structure and the togetherness wasn't there. Now the structure and togetherness is there, so these players have kept coming through and coming through and coming through and blossoming to where we're at now. So, yeah, I think, you know, right back to what we said at the beginning, the fact everybody's working together, then there's a lot of them got a good chance to represent the island. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we could see at least three in, in the men's and, and possibly four, you know. Competitiveness is in the Connors DNA. Um, Young Connor is a frightening player to play against because <laughs> you kind of look at him and he just gets up and down from nowhere. He's just massively competitive and he's going to push on again this year. Lewis Marley has had a really cracking end to the last season. I mean, he hits the ball into next week. He's a very exciting player to kind of watch and, uh, 
you know, there's more. And obviously, Chloe, Chloe you'd have to think she'd be, um, you know, you know, be on the team, and Chloe Domal as well. Um, yeah. So there's, it's gonna, you know, it might be a brave captain to throw a whole bunch in, but then, you know, sometimes, you know, a shake up. It's time to for the sort of changing on the guard, and if even if they're putting them on their toes, that's got to be a good thing. And I think obviously Ollie's a standout player, but I think you know he proved, you know, throwing him into that mix, he wasn't phased by it. And you've got to understand, particularly when they played county golf, and I know it's a big step up, and there'll be nerves on the first tee and interinsular, but they're going to be well drilled and and, and well trained and. Uh, you know, um, I, I think, think you said that they hit, the it, they hit it so well, these guys, that there isn't the fear of, you know, where the ball's going to go. There's maybe something a little bit churning inside their tummy, but they all know they've got the, the ability to stand there and whack it a lot further. That's than the Bryson me. effect, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about the togetherness being the, the kind of foundation of this success at the moment in terms of the sort of the island golf community. How do you sort of bake that in for years to come? I mean, is it due to the personalities involved at the moment? I mean, presumably most involved in golf will look at the success and think we need to keep, you know, we're doing something right here. Let's let's make sure this continues for years to come. There's definitely challenges um, ahead. I think what we've got to be really careful of is that um, we've somehow got to try and find some funding for these uh, for these top players. You know, generally, uh, the background behind it is there's, you know, there's reasonable sort of sponsorship for things like the Island Squad uh, and golf in schools. But, you know, it's costing thousands of pounds to send um, these guys and girls across to Hampshire. And there isn't funding there for at the moment. So we need to find a way. Uh, we need to find sort of sponsors to, to help out with that. And the thing for me that um, where the continuity would be is that Probably looking at it from um, having been involved in it, you know, just a little while. I'm, I'm not a coach, but we've had some fantastic players, I think, who've never really moved on from the junior scene and, and perhaps carried on with Hampshire. Uh, you know, why is that? And I know that, again, the expense sort of comes into that. But what would be a shame is if we've got this golden generation here and the people behind them, wouldn't it be great if, you know, the likes of Ollie and the people coming behind are competing for top county honours? Uh, you know, playing for the county championship and turning out regularly for the county seniors. That should be the aspiration, I think. We've somehow got to find the funding for that and the pathway has to continue. The pathway's in a good place, but let's see some continuity with that. Wouldn't it be amazing in, in a few years' time if we had four or five full county players, you know, turning up, you know, playing in internationals and maybe having some England internationals uh, in the future... Bobby Ego did that many years ago, didn't he, at the very highest level at, at Walker Cup. You know, why can't we producing other players in the future, you know, doing the same? So that would be the dream. Be a good place to end, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, thanks very much for coming in and uh, yeah, telling us all about the, the, you know, the great situation, the great progress being made in, uh, in junior golf. Um, keep it up. Ollie, have a great year. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll speak much. to you. Uh, I'm sure we'll, Gareth's probably got you on the speed dial. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we'll hear a lot from you he's, this he's year. He's got to look after our trophy for the year. So we've got to make sure <laughs> he's always looking for tips, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, all the best and uh, we'll catch you soon. Lovely. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Thanks.